good. Are you good me to go? Me too. Then I, let's go. I am. I, Audacity's cooperating let's, with let's, me now. Let's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome ev everyone to episode eight of the Reactor Core. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson once again. How are Hello, you doing, Melissa? Me. Yeah, I'm doing fine. How are you, Kyle? I am doing pretty good. I just ate some dinner and stuffed my face right before this. I had a Same. pot pie. It was a cheesy chicken bacon pot pie. It was good. Mm. Yeah. Flaky, tender. Uh -huh. That sounds nice. It, it I, was. I am lazy, so I went and bought a foot-long sub, and good I choice. ate half of it, and the other half of it is lunch, so I don't have to cook tonight. Thinking ahead. Mm -hmm. That's Economical. exactly what you need to do. There's a little uh, like market near where I work, and I sometimes do that because their sandwiches are so good, but they're yes. more expensive than like a mm -hmm. normal sandwich. But if you just eat half, it's like, okay, I guess it's just like a mm -hmm. maybe a little more expensive for a, what you would get for a Subway thing, but it at least, you know, fits for one meal. There one you go. Meal. Um, I I have no good segue into yeah, this next one. Yeah, we're not here to talk about Sandwich the movie. <laughs> um, sandwiched in this, we might talk about a movie somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are here to talk about Hellboy, the new movie that just came out, directed by Neil Marshall. Mm -hmm. Um, I I I was not super familiar with his name what else has he done because uh, it's such a general name i might have seen other Marshall. things he's done he, and i did not remember at all I, I wasn't super familiar there was one he uh stuff he's done uh he did a film called killing time in 1998 he did one called dog soldiers in 2002 uh, i've heard that name before he, yeah he did i think that's good he did the descent in 2005 <gasps> i have that's right yeah I have seen The Descent. I remember when my friend showed it to me. He's like, and that's the guy that's going to make the new Hellboy. And I'm like, that sounds like a good match. He did Doomsday in 2008, uh, Centurion in 2010, Tales of Halloween in 2015, and then Hellboy. Oh. Yeah. So I, I don't, I feel like I had, so I, I, I looked this up before we started. I felt like I had seen The Descent. Turns out I didn't see The Descent. I saw The Cave, which also came out in 2005 and also has the exact same premise. People go down into a cave, get stuck, and there's things chasing them. <laughs> there's monsters at at attacking them. Um, so I, I, I was like, I think I'd seen that one. Yeah, I've seen that one. And it was like, You'd wait, no. You'd remember if you'd seen The Descent. I, the Descent I, is rough. It. I mean, it. I. I don't know what you mean by rough, but I. I. It. It, it was 2005, so I was not like. I wasn't really into like I should use critical thinking sometimes when I watch <laughs> movies that I like to yeah. actually have my own thoughts and opinions and not someone yeah. else's. Uh huh. Uh, and yeah, it was. It was just one that I just like. I know I saw it, but that was about it. Yeah, the descent is visceral and sad it's a sad movie not a happy ending on that one and all the injuries all those ladies sustain when they go down into the cave the brutal inner inner in their brutal energies brutal inner 
injuries, all of them. Sure. <laughs> you know, you've madly been your own word, and I'm sure it was perfectly brutal. There you go. Um, but yeah, so we just saw Hellboy over the weekend. That's what we're here to yeah. talk about. Uh, we are going to be talking about it, reviewing it, discussing it, spoiling it, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so if you haven't seen it yet and you were wanting to go see it, uh, you might want to do that first uh, before we start getting into spoiler stuff. If if Melissa, if you did have to give a quick spoiler-free kind of review, should you go see it? Should you not? What are your quick thoughts? I think it's fun. Uh, if you like sort of supernatural action adventure stuff, you just don't want to see a bunch of cool fights and cool monsters that uses like real life folklore it really delivers on that i think it's a fun time it's it's a bit of a weird one but <laughs> i think if you go in thinking this isn't going to be exactly like a normal movie but it is going to be everything i just told you which is just two solid hours of monster fights you'll do okay there you go uh i think for me i i would almost mimic that i, I it it's been getting a bad rap on the internet um, and yeah. I, I don't think it's I, as bad as people are saying. No. I don't necessarily think it's necessary to go see. It's a good popcorn flick. It big is. action. Uh, it's really big a movie monsters. you don't have to think about. Yeah. And I would say, I believe you told me a couple days ago, you looked up the Rotten Tomatoes and it was nine. This is as not a 9% movie. As of Friday. Uh, yes. The day after it came out, it was at nine. Currently, it's right now, it's at fifteen. Um, and is, the audience score, bad. the audience score is sixty-three. So that's. I'd say that's appropriate. I'd give it up to like a seventy-five. I don't know if I'd go that high, but still, <laughs> yes, it is right in in that area. There, it's a good popcorn flick. Mm -hmm. uh, that being said. I think we should get into spoilers and start t talking about the nitty gritty. Spoiler alert! There goes our uh, spoiler alert thing. Oh. I, st I still need to do the pew 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 some kind of sound effect thing to go there. But uh, right now we just have the graphics. So if you haven't mm -hmm. seen it yet and you were hoping to check it out, this is your chance to go check it out and come back because we will be here. Mm -hmm. Same bat time, same bat channel, whatnots.com. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, so yeah, this was an interesting one. I mentioned this to you off air. I was like, this this has piqued my interest even more because I was hearing bad things. Yeah. Not because I wanted to go spend money watching bad movies, mm -hmm. but we... I, I, I don't feel like you and I have on this podcast or our yes. other podcast, the review show, um, I, I don't think we've had something that we didn't like, no. really. I mean, the, there's been things that's like, okay, it's not for me. Yeah. And I, I think we do a good job of being like, yeah, oh, okay, like despite that, here's what worked, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I was like, ooh, this might be... One that we, it, it's not doing so well, so says the internet, but who knows what that means. Um, and so I was like, this is going to be an interesting one. So you ended up having a good time. 
yes. where where do you want to start with this film i am curious if you kind of came up with the same list of problem areas that i did and i'm going to preface this by saying i could tell what all the problems were uh-huh. but the movie made me not mind any of them interesting yeah so the thing about this movie is that the pacing and the structure and the tone of it are very weird and that it's like the movie and i think it is a solid two hours it's right mm-hmm. up there it's like they took out everything that wasn't cool there's no every like there's no breathing room there's no slow moments there's no silence there's no negative space ah, like yes it's so quick almost channel surfy it's not very jarring but you do kind of get like half an hour into the movie and you're like oh this has been the same pace the entire time and it stays the same pace basically mm-hmm. the entire time and i've never really seen another movie do that like you remember when you're in like english class in high school and your teacher draws that like kind of graph on the board and it's like this is the, the rising, rising action, action of the yeah story. this is like one straight line <laughs> <laughs> that's it's yeah, that's not a bad way of p- p- putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, we we also just did an episode of the review show on Birdman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what we happened to cover that this this p- p- past week. I I felt that almost had a similar like nonstop pace mm-hmm. t- to it, but yeah, there's a different approach. Like I I, I think where Birdman had a, a very purposeful reason yes. for doing that and like an, an, an artistic choice behind that. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel like that was the case for this movie. It was I, nonstop and I, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I felt like it could have used some room to breathe. I would have liked to have seen that too, but I do think it was, it doesn't feel like they did this by accident. It doesn't feel like this is not the movie they set out to make. I don't think there's any anything inept about this. Mm-hmm. I think they were just going for something very specific and very different than what we see in a lot of other movies. I will say that this movie is very consistent and very cohesive within itself. Like, if it makes a weird choice, it keeps making that weird choice beginning to end the entire time. Yeah. I appreciate that about it. Like it is its own purposeful, cohesive thing on its own, even if it feels very different than uh, the last 20 movies I have watched. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I think one of those things that you mentioned about mm-hmm. consistency for me was like the big opening, not, not opening scenes, but the, the, the scenes that start out with some like heavy metal, yes. classic rock, kind mm-hmm. of thing to be like bam big punchy action scene action scene is about to start uh and i'm thinking back to like iron man or maybe mm-hmm. some of the marvel movies or some more recent action films like mm-hmm. mission impossible i felt like they had maybe one or two of those in there and it was like one song maybe reused for like a specific moment yeah. like that like in thor ragnarok they they have mm-hmm. that that one song that they use multiple times but it's only mm-hmm. those two times mm-hmm. and this was there was like seven or eight of 
Casey mm-hmm. scenes and it was a brand new song every time and it was the same type of feeling like yes. oh, all right here we are about to do the action it's like mm-hmm. what didn't we just do the action what it's nothing but action <laughs> yeah exactly exactly which isn't to say it's something like just a complete non-stop like perpetual chase or continuing fight or anything like that but it does kind of keep this pace and keep this tone and there there is no like okay and like you go from one place to another very quickly mm-hmm. like when um alice and daniel day kim get injured after that fight like just suddenly like immediately the next scene with no discussion of how they got there hellboy is taking them to that cave where merlin is like every all of that all the connective tissue is taken out it's like you know what i think this is i don't know if you've seen this in like any sort of documentaries or anything like that it's like when you're pitching an animated movie or something and you've got all your little note cards and all your little sketches and you line them all up on the wall you're like okay all right, I'm high energy. I'm going to get through this. Just the major beats of the story. Like, here's this, here's this, and this part's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. It's like the entire movie is that. It's all More like the a storyboard. Like, hey, mm-hmm. we, we just literally took the storyboard and that was it's, it. It's like it's all the beats. Like, it, like, there's very little connective tissue. There's not a lot of this is how we got from A to B. Yeah. Not that it necessarily takes like logic jumps but just like yeah we're not going to talk about how we traveled from one place to another i mean on on one hand like i i uh, understand that Mm -hmm. it's like not much is like not much is happening action wise or plot Mm -hmm. relevancy so on in in one like way of thinking it's like yeah well that's you know not as necessary that's not useful information mm-hmm. but then again i think that's where it faltered because there's the character m- moments like they i, I think yeah. it had great action mm-hmm. i don't think it had great characters per se i love the actors who are in in there yeah. i just i want to know more about them and you didn't give me a chance to really know more about them yeah, there is, like, there's great performances in this. It's always fun to see Ian McShane. I haven't seen He's Daniel fant- Day Kim. He's fantastic, yeah. He always is, yeah. I haven't seen Daniel Day Kim in a couple of years since he was on Lost, so, like, oh, he's, he's, got, he's, he's still gin to me. Yeah! <laughs> like, the little character beats we do get, I, I do like. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my favorite bits is the flashback to how Hellboy met Alice, and it's she's this changeling baby like his like her parents somehow get in contact with Hellboy and they're like there's something weird about our baby she looks exactly the same but something's off and Hellboy figures out it's a changeling and the baby like transforms back into this like creature and like Hellboy like yells at it and chases it away saying you're gonna come back here with the real baby or I'm coming after you Mm -hmm. and then the next shot is like the parents sitting there tense hours later and Hellboy just like angrily reading a magazine and waiting yeah like that's it's probably the closest like little character beat like that that we get but i really liked it yeah i think the only other thing that i felt like i had a problem with was i felt like there were two stories in Mm. there there's the like hellboy origin story which i don't necessarily want them to do an origin story of just like okay we're rebooting it here's the origin 
again, I, you I think know. they talked about it enough. Like, I it's, don't think that part of it really overstayed its welcome very much. I don't think it overstayed its welcome. I, I just think there were two, two stories mm-hmm. in there competing. There was that, mm. and then there was the story of the Blood Queen. Okay. And I, I felt like they're, like if they wanted to do an origin story movie, I don't think they had enough of that. And mm. if they only wanted to do the Blood queen stuff i almost feel the same like they didn't have enough of it in there and i kind of would have preferred one or the other i understand that yeah and it it, yeah it just felt like there were too many things like it felt cramped or bloated if that made sense um which i i feel like they could have either glossed over the origin a little more and just be like all right this is what happened moving on like they mm-hmm. did literally at the start of like, okay, here's this very expository thing mm-hmm. that happened. That's it. But they kind of kept going back to that. And that leads to the main plot of the story. And there's also the origin story of Hellboy. And they kind of kept going back to that and how it related, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. But it's, like it's, it, it's, it's, it's just like back at the I end. Just, it is. I just want four plot one reasons. or the other. I yeah I get that. That was that's just me though. But who knows? Yeah, this movie has so much in it. It does feel like it could have been. Like I said, it's two hours, and it doesn't feel long. I think Mm-mm. the as weird as this pacing is, at least it doesn't. There's no slow moments. It's a little weird that you have like no breathing room, like no moment of rest, no like okay, let's sit for a second and collect our thoughts. None of that also means. There's no opportunity for the movie to get slow. It never drags on. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's let's break the plot down a little bit. Yeah. Since we've kind of aired our grievances with the film. Um, so like I kind of just mentioned, it opens up with this very expository uh scene where it's like okay long ago in the dark Mm -hmm. ages here's what was happening there was this blood queen king arthur was like hey you're badass motherfucker we don't like you uh Mm -hmm. and he ended up banishing her destroying her body separating it and sending the pieces out to um to like hide them so she couldn't be made whole again Mm -hmm. or be resurrected even though she's yeah dead but not really dead because she's dead. she is alive but she's in all these individual parts and yes. she can't do anything until she is reunited exactly mm-hmm. um and and yeah like i i i thought that was a totally fine storyline i, I thought yeah. that was neat sweet okay yeah, there's I all these like p- parts scattered i'm assuming they are gonna get umpty dumpty back together as i think they made a <laughs> reference to yeah, and not to, like, two seconds into describing the plot to bog us down too much, I do like what this movie does with lore, with sort of fairy tales and legends and, like, monsters you've heard oh, of. Oh, yeah. Like, we've heard of Baba Yaga's, we've heard of Changelings, we've heard of Rasputin. Yeah. Like, it takes, it doesn't invent a lot of things, it takes what you already know and puts it together and that yeah. i like yeah that i i think uh so i i'm a big comic book nerd mm-hmm. but hellboy is one of my blind spots in 
comic books yeah. I, I i don't think i've read a single issue of hellboy stuff i've seen a bunch of the pages i love the mm-hmm. artwork uh i i it's i'm i'm the kind of person that when i want to dive into something i dive in head first and i read all of it and mm-hmm. so it's it's it just it seems like this big herculean t- task that i'm like yeah. i will get to you one day yeah I like have... i don't some other no stuff like first. the definitive hellboy story like there's like oh well if you want to read iron man you read demon in a bottle or if you want to read batman you got to read dark knight returns or the killing joke or year one or year zero whichever year it is you kind of just like, go in publication order yeah. is what i've heard i mean there's multiple things because some of the volumes and side stories are like okay here's what happened back in 63 you know <laughs> here's what happened during world war Two. here's what happened in the near future you know mm-hmm. um but I I think it doesn't matter kind of what franchise you're looking at. I think usually the best order to do things is publication date Mm -hmm. um, because that's when they were coming out with the ideas and stuff like that. But yeah, there's a lot. There's Hellboy, there's BPRDD, there's Lobster Johnson comics, Mm -hmm. uh, which we saw in this movie, which was is like the one it's like, oh. I, I I I know him. <laughs> yeah, I have not read any Hellboy either. I've seen the D- Del Toro movies. It's yeah. and I it's been several years since I've seen them. So and I have very fond memories of that movie. I still mm-hmm. remember Hellboy Two as one of the most fun times I've ever had. They're in movie very theater. underrated. But the details are so fuzzy by this point. I have fond memories, but almost no specific memories. But my brothers really like it. So I've picked up a lot of like osmosis knowledge from them. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Lobster Johnson before, but that's a name that I know. I know Rasputin's one of the villains. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of this sounds familiar to me. Exactly. But yeah, so I I guess all of that goes to say that I think that's one thing that I know the Hellboy comics also do is Mm -hmm. they pull in stuff like that. Hey, you already know this character from fiction or history or mm-hmm. the works of hg wells or who knows yes. what you know um because i there there is the like you meet frankenstein but there is this also like we made up our own like pulp style hero and yeah, there's that I type like of that stuff it's like it's there's... like this rogues gallery of extraordinary gentlemen i like yeah. that aspect of the hellboy franchise that he's just taking folklore and history and yeah, it has, it has the like cthulhu aspect mm-hmm. of stuff the baba yaga and yeah you know. um so i i really liked that and i liked how they treated uh them within the movie that it was mm-hmm. just a thing like yeah. it you, we don't need to explain who baba yaga is or mm-hmm. uh you know all of this stuff it it, it just is a thing and, and i think mm-hmm. That I think uh, p- people often make comparisons to like Star Wars and stuff when it first came out. Uh-huh. Everything looked lived in, and they just yeah like yes. this world has history. This world already has lore behind it. They've been through some stuff, and I got the same kind of feeling with this in a like yeah. okay, this world is just filled with monsters they know who hell boy is that's why mm-hmm. he he's not really like they're not scared of him when he's at the fight mm-hmm. there um 
because they they know who who he, he he is. He's a household name. Yeah. You know, Baba Yaga is there. They have a whole branch of the government dedicated to the paranormal and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it everything feels so like, like all that. the world building and plot stuff does feel believable. There's no mm-hmm. like real uh stretch of your expectations or anything like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, so we, we get this idea of the blood queen kind of mm-hmm. being separated and hidden. Uh then we kind of go to present day uh we catch up with hell and where he's at and he's being called in to uh i guess collaborate with i forget their name some other secret society oh, yeah, some gentlemen's club i did think club, they yeah. were cool uh, i was kind of disappointed that they were out of the movie so fast so they were out of the movie but i i feel like that's one of the plot threads they dropped and could have gone back to explain yeah. if they c- kind of took more of the origin story aspects out of this, mm-hmm. because as we'll as we find out later on in the movie, there is some kind of prophecy about uh, Hellboy, mm-hmm. as well as there's the prophecy between Sword and the Stone, King mm-hmm. Arthur stuff, and Hellboy picks up Excalibur, which basically makes him king of England, and when these huntsman people uh are trying to like kill him as they as they turn on 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 him because that's the thing he thinks he's going out to hunt a a giant with them and it turns out they're there to ambush him um Mm -hmm. but they they make mention of like we don't want you to be king Mm-hmm. of something and i i didn't put that together until after i saw the movie oh. it's like oh they 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 kind of knew something about that but we didn't go back and explore it like what why was that just left open-ended who knows mm-hmm. um but th- that was a thing so <laughs> yeah, yeah like i do kind of like the part of the story where people are able to figure out who Hellboy is, but Hellboy doesn't know that they know this legend of, well, you know, King Arthur's granddaughter, whoever married a demon and descended into hell and gave birth to this half man, half demon. And everybody's heard that legend. And when Hellboy shows up, they're like, Oh, it's gotta be that guy. Right. That has to be him. Oh, that means he's heir to the throne of England. Yeah. He doesn't know. Yeah. And, and so I like, I, I noticed that and was just like, Oh, huh. That's strange that they just kind of dropped that one. Uh, and never went back to it after that. So, who knows? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that could be stretched, not stretched out, but it Just easily could. More. Yeah, it easily could fill up whole more movies on its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a lot of material to work with. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So after the sabotage from the hunt club mm-hmm. thing. I think that's really when the main plot kind of picks up after that of just like, oh, mm. there's this other character who happens to be, I forget exactly what they called. He wasn't a fairy. He was the like warthog. The, the changeling. The, yeah, sure. That, that, that works. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, he was gathering the pieces of the blood queen to put back together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's 
basically leaving a trail of bodies. So once they recover Hellboy from this sabotage, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're like, all right, well, this is happening. Some, you know, there was a massacre at this church. We need to go investigate. Um, and they get to a church, and I, I, I don't know if they really wanted this movie to be a comedy. I didn't think many of the jokes hit. Um, yeah, and that's another thing. Like, I think a lot of the jokes didn't hit because they say the line and then it's immediately on to the next thing. Like, there's no, like, I mean, of course, there's no, like, real cheesy look at the camera, but there's no, like, two seconds of, yeah. like, breathing and thinking the, room after they say a punchline. The line. one thing I laughed at, though, was when they get to, I I, I guess it's that first mansion or, or something, mm-hmm. and... uh. I think her name was Alice, the psychic woman. Yeah. She, they're, you know, they're being the, the SWAT team, careful, check your corners. Like, all right, we'll go in on, you know, on, on my mark. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Go in there and help them. Can't you hear them screaming? And she, she, she makes this little line about we should go in there and help them. And then she goes in there. And the first thing she does is just sit down. And it's like, what? You just wanted to help him, and all you do is just sit there? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Like, what? <laughs> you can sit down outside. You don't need to <laughs> sit there and, you know, it mm-hmm. could have been dangerous. But just this idea of, like, we need to help them, and then she doesn't help them. I was just like, I, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they, they, they start uh, on the trail of this warthog changeling p- mm-hmm. person thing. Um, and they, they start picking up the plot that, Hey, the blood queen might be coming back. This is not a good thing. We should stop this. Um, and yes, what, 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 what happens after, after that? There's, there's the incident. I, is it in the church church that he, that Hellboy and the pig looking dude meet? Uh, yes. It's in the ch- think, ch- church, right? Yeah, and I think it is uh, implied that like the the warthog recognizes Hellboy. He knows yeah. him, but Hellboy's yeah. just like, ah, that's I don't remember. No, you. I think Hellboy might recognize. Oh, that's that changeling I I chased out I've of Alice's family. You know, twenty five right. years ago. That's right. Now I remember. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's also where Hellboy has the first kind of encounter with, I guess, the spirit of the Blood Queen. That wasn't really clear because it just happens and it's all right well magic exists so you know this is a thing (laughs) um and she she also kind of makes a comment of like hey only someone who is worthy can reign with me Mm -hmm. they need to be a king yeah kind of thinks with this other hint that hey you're, you're gonna be the king of england one day She's a, a blood queen looking for a blood king. There you go. You know, she's trying to, like, seduce him over to the dark side. And I will yeah, say, I like, that she, I like that she didn't have to be super seductive to do this. I feel like in a lot of other movies, that same character would be way sexier. She's I mean, it, not it is very... Mila Jojovic. She, <laughs> she is looks, a very attractive She looks woman. gorgeous, but she's wearing, like... Not a crazy skimpy outfit. She's not being yeah. really over the top flirtatious. She's just sort of being. We got more more skin from yeah. Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's 
very toned <laughs> down in terms of being the seductress while still being completely effective at that. Yeah. Oh, I like that that's where this movie chose to put its restraint. It's like, yeah, that, oh, well, that... she doesn't have to be that hot. <laughs> I mean, or just like, she doesn't have to be wearing that skimpy of a outfit yeah. or... She doesn't need to be like, you know, sort of slip or something. her fingers over his chest she doesn't have to be jasmine trying to distract jafar from the fact that aladdin's sneaking into the palace she doesn't have to be that (laughs) the fact the fact that the the, the fact that you went to a disney movie for like scandalous (laughs) like oh my gosh you know that kind of like real like way off the charts flirting i mean i i i would even be like, hey, what other movies has she been in where we've seen her, Nick? Oh, the Resident Evil films. We've seen her topless in those films. Um, yeah, no, there's there's none of that in this. But besides that, there's a ton of violence and a ton of cussing. And I I, I didn't look behind me to see, but I feel like there was a, like a younger child in the audience behind me. Like it, it was like three or four rows back and like on the opposite side uh but it was yeah it's just it's one of those things like i felt like oh it's a comic book movie comics are for kids and they didn't realize this was rated r and it's just like i mean it's your kid you can take them to whatever movie you want we can talk about this more later it is very it's gruesome but it is kind of like a mad magazine gruesome it's it's i <laughs> i don't want to use the word comic booky but it is over the top and mm-hmm. is uh fantastical that might be yeah, a it's better not like word anybody's really just getting shot or like stabbed or anything like that yeah. like you a monster is tearing your body in half yeah we'll, we'll get to that scene yeah in, in a bit here too mm-hmm. um but yeah so how boy kind of has his first encounter with the blood queen uh and then it's honestly just kind of more of the same until all her pieces are put back together uh hellboy has a run-in with baba yaga who he then pledges his eye to i think that's Mm. an important detail to make note of um and I guess after that is k- k- kind of when the whole Merlin thing comes mm-hmm. in. Uh, they kind of bring back that King Arthur storyline of, uh, I, 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 I guess not storyline because we, we've been yeah, but we, doing we saw it in one. a flashback thinking is just like sort of a framework setting device like this was the foe that defeated the blood queen except he really has oh. a personal tie to hellboy yeah so it's uh the, the eventually once uh the blood queen is humpty dumpty back mm. together she's yep. like rise my demons rise my monkeys do whatever yep. you know uh and hellboy is like wait no let's not Mm-mm. no 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 um, and then she does like poison dart into its is it Alice's neck or Daniel Day Kim's neck? I think Alice's. both of them get. I know. I don't know if both Only of them are hurt the same way, but both of them are injured. Well, it's uh, no, because he because when they 
bring the person that was hurt to Merlin, it's only one of them that that are hurt. Mm -hmm. They have the poison dart, and Mm -hmm. it's the blood. Yes, 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 it is Alice. It it is her. That's what what I thought, but I was not not certain there. Um, And one of the blood queens, I guess, like witches that like served under her who had formally betrayed her was like hey there's only one person who can save you but he's kind of dead not really his name is merlin you may have heard of him he's you know the the (laughs) wizard of fame you should go find him here's his address um and that's what they do they're like all right merlin we're here we need your help uh and he helps them out and then he is like hey I know you, hell boy. You're you're the baby's mama, something. You're the offspring of uh of King Arthur. Therefore, Excalibur. You know, um. And so he's like, you should p- pick it up and go defeat the Blood Queen. Mm-hmm. And I guess Hellboy has a vision. Yeah, of like what would happen to him, how he would be corrupted, how he gets the right to have that sword from his human side, but what if his demon side completely mm-hmm. took over and ruined it? And he's like, no, no thanks. I'll do it with just the tools I already have because those haven't ruined me yet. Exactly. Um, and so Marlin's like, no, I used my last bit of magic. And then he, he, he evaporates. <laughs> he gets well, he's, Thanos. He like, into dust or something. It is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, he gets thanos um, and then I, I guess they go to confront the blood queen yeah, without the sword. That. Yes. Um, and then we see a little bit more of Daniel Day Kim's character of Ben. Uh, yes, thank you for remembering his name. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he, we, he had mentioned previously that he was the only survivor uh from his unit they were there to or out i guess in vietnam i think is what he said no uh, they or, were in south america somewhere right uh but they were being hunted by i think they just called it a man hunter or a man eater yeah and it's some sort of big like cheetah thing yeah yeah uh reminded me of cheetah from wonder woman which would be an interesting thing to see in a new Wonder Woman movie. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, which I I think is actually what they're going to do. Anyways, um, so we see more of him, and it turns out that I guess he got infected by the man-eater or something, and he now is said giant man-eating cheetah thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you now that was something that I saw coming from the second he like injects a needle in himself. I'm like, oh, yeah. you're some sort of, you know, where hold, holding back. the beast. I don't know which creature, but you're aware something. For we sure. don't know where it is, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or rather it's like or you're going to Hulk out or something like that. I'm like, you mm-hmm. you become a creature of some kind, yeah. some way. Exactly. Very clearly exactly so they're fighting a problem that it's like super spelled out for you that he's some sort of monster like that's kind of part and parcel for this kind of storytelling it doesn't need to be a surprise yeah um i i it was a detail i don't know if they necessarily needed though 
in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it maybe could have been a, a sequel. Been like, yeah, all right, he was by just the way, a mercenary. If yeah. he was just a guy, that would also be fine. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but so they're fighting big pig monster dude who has now been like roided out. He's, yeah, yeah, he comes to sizes. Um, and so they're they're tag teaming him, and then the blood queen shows up. The floor falls through. That's when they find King Arthur's actual tomb and the actual Excalibur sword. Mm-hmm. And so Hellboy's sitting there like, well, I don't know. Here it is again. It must be a sign. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he eventually picks up the sword uh, and he goes full on demon kicking mm-hmm. kind of thing. His fiery sword, his big horns, his crown of 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 flames he looks Um, very cool he looks badass uh and then this was also another thing that i was like i don't know why they're even putting this in here but then like hell started opening up and all these different monsters started coming out around the world and just attacking people Mm -hmm. for seemingly no reason well they are other than they are demons yeah they are hell monsters the thing about that scene is that it doesn't really have any shock value to you. Like you kind of logistically know. It's like okay, these, I could see that being bigger, real if hell were to are... break loose. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you logistically recognize the stakes. Like these are worse monsters. They're attacking more people. Like the city is getting destroyed. This isn't like Hellboy fighting three trolls in a field somewhere anymore. Yeah. The stakes are higher. But the tone and, like, the level of violence and action is exactly the same as it's been throughout the entire movie. So you don't feel any stakes. Yeah. Um, But the reason why I thought it was odd to add Mm. in all of that scene is because once he kind of gets rid of Excalibur, it just, like, vacuum suck, rewinds them all back into hell like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And and so it was just like, well, why even have that happen in the first place? Like, why spend Mm. the budget on animating all of that on using the when it just in the end it just gets reversed I yeah mean, I, I guess and, like, the there's people n- that died still died they're horrifying monsters they looked amazing yeah like it i loved a them. really fun sequence to watch like i said it's almost like a mad magazine level like cartoon monster violence with just like really the stuff of nightmares and- it is yeah in a, in a way that i found delightful i i wanted hellboy to deal with them yeah like they you just and it's a sh- it's them fight like all the monsters rise up from below the ground below the you know the river thames because they're in london and they attack all these people and there's no like human face they're all just like anonymous random townspeople like there's nobody we recognize there's nobody we've seen before there's no moment of like parents hide children attempt to escape from the monster to find help and they're gobbled up and the children cry like there's no there's no (laughs) there's no human sympathetic element to it it's just like all right and for the next three months for the next three minutes monsters tearing stuff apart yeah. That's it. And it it was gnarly though cuz they're yeah. they're ripping p- p- people in half or into multiple sections and that was the one that I was like I felt like there was a kid like three or four rows behind me. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is gruesome. So I, I don't know, man. You do you. I don't have any children of my own that I know of. So <laughs> um but 
Yeah, so I mean, that's also, I, I guess, kind of like right as the movie ends, because Hellboy, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uses the sword to defeat uh, Mila Jojovich, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of it. The, it. the thing that like really inspired him to actually defeat the queen, though, was Alice going over to um, Hellboy. Wowe's father, I say in air quotes. He calls him dad. This is Ian McShane. Yeah. This is the the explorer, adventurer, you know, paranormal investigator that picked up little baby Hellboy exactly. from, you know, the summoning circle. And she goes over to him because the Blood Queen just killed him as mm-hmm. this like, well, I'm the evil villain person. This is what I do. Slit his throat. Boom, he's dead. Um, and Alice goes over to him and like communes with his spirit and does this this thing that she had done earlier on in the movie where it looks like her guts are coming out of her mouth and it is the like embodiment of the it's like the upper torso and arms of the person and the rest is your long intestine it's like a genie you know a cartoon yes. genie where they sort of turn into like a little wispy you never tail. had a friend like me it's like if that just sort of turned <laughs> into an intestine like going down this woman's throat it's, I, it's a wild effect i do have to say that that one at the end looked awful i thought the effects <laughs> looked terrible I was look- okay with the first one that they did with yeah. the like see that looked fine but for some reason they just it it didn't sit right with me it didn't look yeah there's good. something about like the lighting or it doesn't entirely successfully mold from Ian McShane to psychic intestine yeah it just yeah. it just looks like okay this is c- CGI yeah. <laughs> um I mean, maybe that is her superpower. She can make this CGI embodiment of this character come out. Who knows? Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that's what happens. And he kind of gives the halftime pep talk. uh, Yeah. Like, okay, we're we're down by seven, but we can do it. We just Mm -hmm. got to work the defense and we'll be back. Mm -hmm. Um and it, that inspires Hellboy. It's it's kind of more of the fatherly thing. Like, hey, yeah. like I I didn't want to kill you because I I actually love you. You know, mm-hmm. like all of this stuff. I I want to help you out, and you turned out into into, into a fine young man. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and that's kind of what's what inspires him to be like, all right, let's go kill the bitch. And yeah, and like he's got this thing like he was originally like it was this circle of nazis that were trying to summon him like okay hey we've heard this legend of this hell child could we get him up here on our side and then the bprd or this proto bprd whoever goes on to found it Mm -hmm. sort of shows up kicks the ass and they're like well the baby demon's gotta have a home so like ian mcshane takes him in and then later hellboy's like there's a prophecy about me and all these Nazis wanted me like, dad, why didn't you tell me this? This is terrible. I don't <laughs> trust myself anymore. And his dad's like, shut up. I took you in cause I liked you and I still like you and you're a good boy. Yeah. Now go out there and you're save everything. <laughs> um, yeah. So that happens. They defeat the blood 
queen uh and then he makes like the corniest j- 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 joke of the whole movie because uh, he has her her yeah. head there and he's like how about you quit while you're ahead <laughs> just ahead and then he drops her into the depths <laughs> of hell quite like that the reading of his joke is like well it's come to this i i have to say it how can i not say it you better quit while you're ahead ahead <laughs> and end scene yeah, um, so yeah so that's basically it mm. and then we start getting the k- k- kind of end of the movie after credits yeah. things uh they go either they're like so you're a king now huh and he's like yeah who knew mm. um and so that's the thing i don't know if they're going to address much of because he did put the sword back kind of he stuck it back in a mm-hmm. rock i don't i don't, I don't know <laughs> if it's the listen, rock listen, or if the rock listen, matters ex- yeah excalibur gets a name that rock doesn't have a name i think it can just be a rock its name is the stone <laughs> <laughs> excalibur and the stone um <laughs> Or 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 there's some like weird action movie spinoff starring The Rock, and uh, you know it's just like he he stuck it back in The Rock, um, but uh, yeah. So then it's like okay, we're on to the next mission thing. I actually really liked that scene. Yeah, I think that was fun. honestly that was one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. Was after everything was done. Mm-hmm. Um, the post, the two post finale scenes. Yeah, that little like, all right, adventure team, go sort of thing with Hellboy and Ben and Alice is great, and the part where he's like mourning at his dad's grave, and then Lobster Johnson shows up is also fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. That might be my favorite part of the movie is that little. So yeah, so I at the end. I think my favorite parts were also the end credits scenes. Yeah. And it's it's a different feeling from the like uh, end credit scene in Avengers, or I mean in mm-hmm. Iron Man when he's like, I yeah. want to I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative, and they're like, Oh my god, are they gonna do it? Um, but it, it is this really funny uh, moment, and again, I haven't read the comic, so I'm sure that it is alluding to other things to come down the road, but. I, I think that that end scene that, that yeah where the team is basically going to get Abe Sapien yeah. was the best scene in the whole film. Very One fun. of the things that I wanted to mention I guess about the cinematography of this movie which then ties into this scene. Mm-hmm. Um I I I I I think the this film didn't necessarily do a great job of c- c- capturing some of the uh, the style of the comics if that mm. makes sense the the the, yeah. the artwork i mean n- not that they have to or stuff like uh-huh. that but i i feel like the artwork within the comics is so iconic that i like i kind of ex- expect it or want them to d- d- do it of like hey yeah. there's very uh flat colors you know just like or just like one color back around so it's all in red light or stuff like that there there is a good mix but it it, it is very uh flat i i guess not not in a bad sense but the coloring is very stark and iconic um 
And I don't know if the cinematography did a great job of capturing that until mm-hmm. that scene where the room yeah, is all in purple light. They're, you know, it just, I was like, this looks really cool. They're working together as a team. We didn't really get to see that very much because um, the, the one scene where they started to go do that, they split up immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, I, I really like, like, I want more of yeah, that. that'd be nice. Um, so hopefully if they do a sequel, we'll get more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked that, uh, they were like, oh, Abe Sapien at the end there. That's yeah. a good, good, good little nod. I, I mm-hmm. like that. I like it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then the, there's the Lobster J- Johnson mm-hmm. scene when he comes back. I'm glad. I, I, I like that he didn't come back until that end credits scene i was like that's that's good i like that they had him in there that one that one thing and then yeah he's just he's like hell boy is in mourning and he's drunk out of his mind he's just like you're my greatest hero i just i just i i i I love you man like you know and he just has this really heartfelt moment and lobster j- 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 hunts and sitting there like get off your ass son you got work to do you know <laughs> i was I'm like yes this is amazing i i, I now a want a lobster j- j- johnson movie give me that I don't, I don't want him as an entire movie but i do want him to just be the threat <sighs> i just want a nazi killing lobster j- johnson <laughs> indiana jones style movie that would be amazing because um, that is one of the things that, uh, like, the Hellboy universe usually does really well, where they have that, like, horror, macabre kind of stuff going on. But then they also have the, like, Indiana J- J- Jones-style, p- 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 yes. like, pulp action stuff, which we didn't really get from Hellboy in this film. But I feel like Lobster J- Johnson would be one of those characters to, like, let's yeah. go get some occult Nazi artifact and just kill a bunch of nazis how great would that be that'd be amazing Mm um so i i i vote for a lobster johnson movie please Mm -hmm. make it happen (laughs) uh and then there's the end like the the end end credits scene which i had no idea uh what was happening in that scene i had to look it up and it's Oh, it is some other villain throughout Hellboy lore that is known to be working with Baba Yaga. Oh, I had something yeah. I wanted to talk about, and I just remembered what it was. We'll get this back mo- to the, the end scene here. I have something to read, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> Before I forget again, another scene I really liked in the movie is when they're in that like underground base beneath the fish and chip shop and Hellboy's trying to leave and he gets into the elevator and it's the elevator that takes him into the realm where he banished Baba Yaga. The scene where he's in the elevator and the elevator is not working and he's like, up, I want to go up. And it's like, or going down. you feel like the, the first time he hit, hit, hit it was just an honest mistake because his mm-hmm. hand is gi- yeah, gi- yeah. Gi- ginormous. Yeah. But then he just movie. he just keeps it. And it's like, dude, that's use your other hand. God damn it. Like, just hit the <laughs> button with your normal hand. <laughs> But it's like, and the elevator's going down faster and faster, and all this light around him starts flickering. Yeah, that was a good scene. Yeah, because it's the closest the movie gets to being frightening, and you can tell Hellboy's like, 
I don't know what this is. I don't know how to fight this. How do I fight Haunted Elevator? Mm-hmm. In the movie, despite all of its supernatural occult monster stuff, never tries to go for horror, which it doesn't really need to. That's as close as it gets, and I liked it. Yeah. I would like to see, you know, were this to continue a more kind of horror-based movie. But the thing yes, about horror please. is that it takes patience. Things have to be slow. Things have to have that breathing room, that negative mm-hmm. space, that pause to have horror, to let tension build. And this movie wanted none of that. It's like, Which- nope. We're going to as fast as we can. That's the thing, though. Now that we're, we've been in this universe, they pot- potentially set that up for a sequel. Yeah. But at the same time, they like are just that, like, Baba Yaga is a returning character who was this p- 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 person that she was talking mm-hmm. to at the end credits. They, they could be setting up some kind of more hor- like horrific mm-hmm. bad g- 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 guy. Um and do it that way where it is this like hey we're setting up thanos for like 15 movie i mean not that i want 15 hellboy movies that's a lot even over the next year but yeah but like you know maybe by the if they happen to do a trilogy you know maybe the second film is uh, another bad guy that's not mentioned but they're really starting to set up who this Mm -hmm. person was at the final end credits scene. Maybe they could do something with that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, but then again, they did kind of set themselves a precedence for the like pacing of the movie. Yeah, of like, it needs to be nonstop action, and uh, I don't know. The thing about this Who movie knows? is that it's like it set itself at cruise control, fifty miles an hour, and it's going that exact speed yeah. for two solid hours. Yeah, and it's kind of admirable that it doesn't drop, it doesn't slow down, it doesn't drag. It is like it is very consistent within itself, and it's a weird, weird experience to watch against other movies. But like I said earlier, I do like that it makes sense in itself. Yeah. And I can I, I want to come back to this more after we hit some other points. It's kind of a concluding thought. Um, so I wanted to read really quickly, go, going back to the end credits Baba Yaga scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I have up uh, filmschoolrejects.com. This is an article by who does it say it's by? I don't know who it says it's by. Is it at the bottom of the thing? Brad Gullickson. There we go. Uh, but what I wanted to read was this paragraph right here. Um, and it says, however, Rasputin would never wish for death until he achieved the relevatory wishes of his masters. They were um, saying that, hey, a lot of people are thinking that the end of the, the end guy was Rasputin, but mm-hmm. most likely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they said this means that or that that means that Baba Yaga's house and guest uh, could only be Corsi or, or no, uh, Kochi. I don't know how to say this name. Yeah. It's uh, K-O-S-C-H-E-I. Koski? I'll go with that. Koski the Deathless. Uh, first appearing yes, in the miniseries. familiar. First appearing in the miniseries uh, Darkness Calls, the Slavic nobleman made a 
pact with Baba Yaga to kill Hellboy if uh, she could end his curse of life. Over the course of several issues, Koski and Hellboy trade blows, but the conflicts, but the conflict comes to an end when neither combatant can kill each other. Mm. other the personification of death explains to uh the baba yaga that if she wants hellboy's eye he must give it to her freely for he is an unmovable and unkillable as koski you'll have to read the storm and the fury to learn how that all eventually gets resolved there you go interesting so could be this Koski the Deathless mm-hmm. guy. Koski. Costco. Costco the Deathless. <laughs> Costco the Deathless. <laughs> a, tr- a true fantasy Costco for yeah. us. <laughs> what, what kind of dystopian future do we have to be in where the only stores that are still around are Costco's? <laughs> Costco the Deathless. Um <laughs> There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? It sounded like you had one or two more things mm-hmm. you wanted to mm. mention. Just going back to a lot of the stuff earlier, I like the lore. I like everything they put in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think some things just didn't get enough of it. Like, the his relationship with his dad, whenever we see it, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, especially because I like Ian McShane's performance so much. But the way this movie is paced and how little time there is to, like, really grow attached to anything when his dad dies, it's like, well, well, okay, 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 bye, dad. Yeah. Like, nothing. I like when I was saying earlier that the there's this huge climactic battle, but you're given, like, you recognize stakes are higher, but there's nothing that makes you feel stakes are higher. It's and, a, yeah you know like they cut out everything that wasn't really cool stuff like cool mm-hmm. banter cool action cool monsters cool fights another thing they could do mm-hmm. potentially since a lot of the comics are uh out of order chronologically they could do a sequel that's more about him banishing baba yaga to the yeah. the uh universe that she's in the do- the dimension that she's in. And that's a in. cool dimension, by the way. Every I will yeah. stop for just a second to say every set piece, like every place they go in this movie looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks awesome. I love the styling of this movie and its production design a lot. Um, But yeah, so they could do a m- movie that maybe explores that as well as a B-plot that maybe explores who this Koski guy is or who mm-hmm. Costco the Deathless is. Um, and then maybe have that third movie be the end of that trilogy of what they set up, mm-hmm. you know, that could be neat. Like I, I would be a okay with that. Like, okay, we did this thing. We introduced that, Hey, there's someone else out there that, you know, is about to fuck up hell, hell boys did today. Mm-hmm. Let's go back and give some context to all of this so that the third movie wrapping it all up makes the most sense and we're ready to go. I would be totally fine with that if that's yeah. what they did. Who knows what they'll do though. 
can't yeah, can't it's it's hard to speculate and be like, well, and I think they should do this or do that or especially since I haven't really read the comics, so <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where this could go besides like it's Abe Sapien now and here's Baba Yaga. Oh, again. that's right. They did introduce Abe Sapien, so if they went back they wouldn't have Abe. That would feel yeah, like we're a gonna have Abe. Yeah. Abe is good. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. Abe. Un- unless the I mean that's the thing. So this comic, the Hellboy co- comics, is one of, if not the, like, earliest indie comics that has made it big and has made oh. a huge impact on the co- comics I- industry and has a shared world mm-hmm. to, like, anyone else besides Marvel and DC that try to do a shared world usually it doesn't really end up well for them Mm -hmm. of course there's invincible uh from robert karkman the creator of walking dead uh as well as valiant comics and stuff like that but there's also hellboy and that has been around for a long long time and they've been doing it fantastically Mm -hmm. so that could be a thing maybe they introduced abe in this one what if we get an abe sapien movie I'd be yeah. all about that. What, what if we get a Lobster J- 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 Johnson movie? That would mm-hmm. be fantastic. Uh, you know, like, I, I I, feel like I would... I, I feel like this would be another property that they could potentially spin out into a shared world cinematic mm-hmm. universe thing, as they call them. Yeah. Um, not necessarily that they need to do that, but... It, it 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 the the comic book itself has the potential yeah and I, and the so and the amount of source material for mm-hmm. them to do that i so. like i like the style i like the world building i like the lore of the whole thing oh, yeah. i will say kind of is uh you can keep on talking but is my kind of conclusion so I could, I said at the beginning, I could see everything that this movie was doing, like maybe not necessarily wrong, but I can see like why people weren't liking it, why people weren't responding to it, because it is a sure. movie that doesn't really let you get attached to very much. You're not given a lot of time or space to develop real emotional attachments. Like there's like there's little things you recognize are sweet, but it doesn't, you know amount to very much it's not given the space to be a big emotional moment or anything like that yeah like you know when alice is attacked with the poison dart it's just like well okay uh this is something to keep the plot moving forward we have to go to another place we have to maybe find another thing it doesn't have like the emotional punch it needs to the fact that it doesn't is kind of I was trying to explain this to my brother. This is a weirdly relaxing movie because it does go at that same. No, listen, because it does go at that <laughs> same. Shut up. It goes at that same pace the entire time and nothing is given a lot of meaning. So it's kind of nice that I can sit back and not have to feel very concerned about anything. Like, think about where we are right that makes now. makes sense. Yeah. Th- think about where we are right now. You know, we are on the verge of Endgame. Endgame's about to come out. The trailer for Mm -hmm. The Rise of Skywalker just came out. There's all of these big emotional things where every little thing's going to have, like, meaning to it. And it's going to resonate with you. And it's almost stressful to have, like, I'm very excited to see Endgame, but it's like, that's three hours of a lot of emotional stress. 
the fact that this movie didn't put a ton of weight and meaning on anything was like, oh, I just get to watch all the fun action scenes and all the cool monster fights, mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about the stakes. I think that it could definitely be a flaw for somebody that they're like, I couldn't feel the stakes very much. Like, there's no escalating action. It's kind of the same the whole way through. Like, I can see how that would be a flaw for some people. And I don't think I would want to see other movies do this. Like, I like what this did. I don't want to see it elsewhere, I don't think. This might be like a one-time thing. But I like that it was almost like a break. I got all the great things out of a movie without having to worry about, like, continuity and like oh i've been with this character for years and now they're dying and the franchise is ending it's just like not here's just it's two solid hours of fun and nothing else and that's the drawback but also kind of the benefit yeah that makes sense that makes sense um sorry i was a little bit distracted as you're talking that because your camera just got really big oh it usually gets really small uh, which is the bad thing. It's like, oh, no, it's super small. They can't see you. But then it was like, let's focus on Melissa right now. Um, so I was trying to fix that, but it is still not super uh, fixed. Well, let's see if focus we can... on me because I was the one talking. Exactly. And I had the big end of the move speech. I, I was like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and mm-hmm. let her t- talk. And I'm just going to see if I can fix this in the back around here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I have much more to say about the film um yeah i i just i I wish we got to spend more time with the characters and fall in love with them i i do yeah that's this is a movie i uh i definitely would not have minded if it was something that could grow a little bit more attachment to it and maybe it's something i could definitely see myself sitting down with this again in the future and Mm -hmm. maybe i will it seems like something you could easily like throw on and come on at any point in and like if you catch it on tv like you'll start 40 minutes in and watch it to the end and then catch the beginning 40 minutes on tv the next day and it seems like something because it's so consistent and so evenly paced you could kind of cycle through it mm-hmm. maybe you could grow on me or anybody else a lot more the more you watch it i think it lends itself to being rewatched like that so but yeah 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 um i guess that is it little bit of housekeeping for you guys um we also have a number of other podcasts that you guys can get uh the whatnots.com will have all sorts of more information but if you guys search the whatnots in whatever your pod casting app of choice is you can find all of our shows uh we do one called the review show which is basically a weekly book club style show and melissa what are we covering uh this next week this coming week here this coming week we are covering a short anime series called terror in resonance exactly you told me it was also uh available out there under the title terror in tokyo yeah it's like alternate titles if that makes sense yeah and it's uh i haven't started it yet but it's kind of a crime mystery show trying to find these people that committed some terrorist act i don't know i haven't started so i don't know exactly what the act is but boy is somebody gonna go investigate it there you go it's also directed by senichiro wantanabe who Mm -hmm. also did cowboy bebop and space dandy samurai chomp stuff like that Uh, Mm -hmm. so it is one to go check check out 
That is the review show. Uh, we also do a show called The Captain's Log. Uh, which is our like weekly off-topic show. We talk about whatever. Uh, we recently talked for about an hour and some change uh, <laughs> all about the new Disney Plus streaming service. I'm very and excited for this, yeah. Talking about all of the stuff there. But you never know what you're going to get each week. Sometimes mm. we just goof off and share, share, share stories and stuff like that. Um, Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And you can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. If you guys want updates with this show or any of our other podcasts, uh, I'm going to be putting this thing out uh, first thing in the morning. It is Monday mm. night when we are recording this, so uh, episodes of this usually come out on the Tuesday after whatever it is we end up talking about mm -hmm. um that is subject to change uh but you can get most of our other podcasts a little bit early uh mm -hmm. if you support us on patreon patreon.com slash the whatnots uh, is where you can do that uh, you can get access to early episodes at the one dollar level uh at the three dollar level you can get access to exclusive episodes and uh we have a recent episode that is uh batman beyond centric yeah. we watched a couple episodes of that show as well as an episode of justice league unlimited also about batman beyond mm -hmm. uh but that's it that's all go like share subscribe if you uh are watching on the free feeds we would love a review or uh mm -hmm. some stuff like that on itunes um if you have good things to to say that would be much appreciated. Uh, my name is Kyle Springer. I already said that. I don't know why I'm saying it again. <laughs> I this, don't know if anybody uh, forgot uh, from the beginning no, to the no end. One, no one cares who I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm the breadwinner around here. <laughs> Look, Melissa, I'm the breadwinner around here. <laughs> uh, this has been episode eight of the Reactor Core. We will see you guys next time. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>